Has divorce become a reality and you are asking yourself, now what? If you have questions about your new life, you're in the right place. Her Divorce Source with Leah Jones is the go-to podcast for women before, during, and after a divorce. Join me, Leah Jones, a certified divorce financial analyst at Hightower Bethesda, as I help you envision and create a new life that's full of possibilities, empowerment, and freedom. I'll tackle your concerns about lifestyle and money, giving you practical guidance you can use right away. Now let's get started. Divorce and a sense of peace don't usually go hand in hand. And for the kids involved in this split, it may be non-existent. But Leah Jones' guest strives to help divorcing parents support their children to the best of their ability. Jill Barnett Kaufman is a licensed therapist, divorce coach, author, and co-parenting expert. She's been there. Her book, I'm Getting Divorced, Now What?, and her coaching program are designed to help ease the process and create that sense of peace. Jill, thanks so much for joining me today. We're really excited to have you as our guest. Thanks for having me, Leah. So Jill, I love to always just start with your story, your why, your background, how you got started in this and uh, why you're so passionate about it. Sure. So I am, I've been a therapist for a long time and I was working with families, things divorce related and all kinds of different things. But then I went through my own divorce in 2012. And as a therapist, you know, you would think I had an idea of how to handle it, but it's one of the most stressful experiences that anybody can go through. So I did, I lost two sizes, didn't eat, didn't sleep, worried about my kids, just was horrible. And I realized that there was not enough support out there. And so I made it my mission to just focus on helping people going through divorce, not have it like I had it. And so I started just working with people going through divorce. And then as a coach, I can work with people all over the world, basically. And um, I started doing the same things with people time after time. So I put it into my book um, and it's kind of like a workbook and it, it has a lot of information about all the different things that people deal with in divorce. And then I started my group coaching because I it's so isolating and I was very isolated when I went through it. And my group coaching is, is gives people, other people who they can be with that are going through the same things. And that's such a healing process when you can connect with other people going through divorce, which I wish I had when I was going through it. Well, that's such an inspiring story. And I have to say the majority of my guests that I've had on her divorce source uh, with Leah came from a very similar experience in that they went through their own divorce. It was very traumatic and they felt like they didn't have sufficient resources or the type of resources that they were looking for. And so I think that's great to recognize that there's always opportunities um, to make something better. And in particular, since you had your own experience with it, really hone in and craft your, your art in terms of helping other people. So I think that's great. Now, today, we're going to really get into kids and the health, the well-being, mental preparedness for both the parents and the kids. Because, you know, this is something that I'm sure we could talk about for a very long time, but, and, and it doesn't get solved in, you know, one conversation, but I'd love to just give our listeners some starting points to think about. So um, kind of with that, I, I just want to kick it off with a question of how can 
couples that are going through divorce best support their kids? So basically I tell people you have to put the kids first because it's not their fault that this is going on. And even though we are all going through our own things as we go through divorce emotionally, we're adults, you know, we don't have um, the same um, vulnerabilities that kids do when they're growing and no matter what age they are, um, they're, they're so vulnerable. And so all the time you're going through divorce, you need to think about your children first. And that means, you know, whatever you do, do not put the children between you and their other parent. Don't talk negatively about the other parent. Make sure that you try to be as amicable as possible. All those things will help children come out okay. Great pieces of advice there. Here's a real kind of specific question, which is when's the right time to tell your kids and what's the best approach about, you know, that conversation? I get this question all the time and people are so worried about this that they put it off and they put it off. And what I tell people is don't put it off because kids can tell what's going on between parents. It's very obvious to kids what the feeling is if the parents are getting along, if there's tension or if there's unhappiness. And so if you are um, thinking about it and you've decided and you've talked to each other and this is what you're going to do, don't wait until somebody's birthday is passed or maybe you don't wanna do it on Christmas. But like, other than that, you've got to do it um, as soon as you both have decided that it's the right time, you know, that you're ready for this. And when you do it, you want to do it together. You want to be really, depending on the age, you know, you, you want to give them details, but not too many details. You really just want to answer their questions. Um, and kids are very self um, focused. So they really want to know how it's going to impact them. And so you want to say, you know, you're going to be staying in the same school system or, you know, we're not sure exactly what we're going to do about the house, but we're not going to be, you know, moving that far away or whatever it is that you can tell them to help them feel that their life isn't being completely turned upside down. So I guess one thing that would be helpful is if you're far enough in your conversations with your spouse to at least know, hey, we're going to be staying in the same area. You know, we think one of us is going to have to move or both of us are going to have to move. So at least you can answer some of the questions that the kids are going to have around how it impacts them. Yeah, but you don't have to have all the answers. You can tell them, you know, we're going to do everything we can to make it okay for you. And even if you don't have those answers, you don't put it off too long because you don't have all those answers. That's okay. Right. Okay. Fair, fair enough. So you, the right conversation could be, this is going to happen. We're not sure we're going to need some time, but we're going to keep talking to you about it and take your input into consideration as well. Yeah. And maybe that helps a little bit. You mentioned something in your comment, which was depending on their age and the appropriate amount of details to tell them. I think this is some, something that people stress about as well is what do I say? Or my child just came back to me and said, 
their father said blah 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 related to our divorce so talk to me a little bit about that uh details and sharing yeah so when they're very young i mean obviously you don't want to tell them much you basically want to say that you know mommy and daddy or mommy mommy whoever we are we are not going to be married anymore and we are separating but we still love you and we're um we're going to be here just like we've always been for you do you have any questions and that's for like really small children because you know you don't want to really they don't need to know any kind of details i'd say from about five to ten you want to let them know that you know maybe you can say that you know we really tried to make things work and we were trying hard because we really wanted to make it to to be together but it just didn't work and you know if there's been fighting you can say you've seen us um fighting and and it's not good for anybody to be in that situation and you don't usually want to put blame on any one person you just say that you know we're really here for you and let me know what questions you have. You know, you really want to put it to the children to, for them to ask questions. And at first they may be in so much shock that they don't have any questions and allow that to happen. Let them go and have some space and think about it and say, just say, look, if you, when you have questions, come ask us. So giving them that space and time to kind of process is really important. But, um, you know, older children above 10 teenagers, you might want to say that they may be aware of some stuff. I've had many clients where one spouse has had an affair and the other one wants to tell the kids. And I really don't recommend telling the kids anything about that if possible, because they just don't need to know that. You don't have to lie if they out and out ask you, um, but you don't have to offer it up as, you know, like when they're not asking. But, um, but and then I've had couples where one of them made the decision, there's no affair or anything, but one of them made the decision that they want a divorce and the other one doesn't want it. And, you know, they feel very strongly, the one that didn't want it, they want the parent to say whose decision it was to say it was their decision. And you have to use your own judgment on that because you do not want children to be really mad at one parent. But if you feel like it's something that the kids are old enough to understand and they need to know, you, you could do that. I typically don't recommend it because you really want the, the relationship with the parents and the child is so much different than the relationship between the two parents. And you want to keep it separate. You want to make sure that your child is just dealing with their feelings about their relationship with the parent. And once they know that like one person, it's their fault or they had an affair or something like that, then there's so much anger there that could interrupt their ability to have a good relationship with that parent. And it just isn't necessary. It's not necessary. And I'm not telling you that you can never do this and it's terrible for the children, but if you can put the children first and really just put your own need to have them know things aside, I, it's best not to let them know all the gory details. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure that that's hard because, you know, depending on where you come from, like in the divorce, whether you wanted it or didn't want it, or whether you felt you had to do it because there was um, some type of infidelity or other type of thing that you can't forgive. Um, I can imagine it's, it's really hard to take a step back and say, you know, no matter what right now, 
I just want to prioritize my kids and it's not going to help them to heal, to know this. Um, at this point in time, maybe in the future, maybe when we get older, maybe that does make sense then, maybe if they ask specifically. Um, but for the time being, if you can just kind of <laughs> sit with it, <laughs> I guess you have other outlets, right? You talk to other neutral people that you can let whatever you have to say uh, fly and you don't have to worry about repercussions and then save that conversation uh, for your kids. Is that a strategy you ever recommend you need? Absolutely. I mean, that's so important that you have support. That's why I have my book, my, my group program, because getting that support enables you to be there for your children. If you don't have support, you can't help but let it out when the kids are there. You can't, people will say things to their children because they're so frustrated and, and it's, it's impossible to do, to be a good parent if you don't have the right support. So if not for yourself, do it for your children, get a therapist, a divorce coach, you know, a support group, group coaching. There's so many different ways you can get support, but you absolutely have to. You should not go through this alone. It is way too stressful for anybody to go through this without good support, friends, family, whatever you need, get it. Yeah, and I know one of the most important things you've mentioned is for the kids to be okay, the parents have to be okay, which is easier said than done, but it's it's if you can follow that mantra, it seems like you would have more chance at success. Right. If you're okay, you're not going to badmouth your ex to your kids. If you're okay, you're going to be a good role model for being strong for, you know, and so your kids see that, you know, there's so many things that you need to do to show your children how to handle this. And it's okay if you're sad, it's okay if you cry in front of them, you know, everybody can do that. But in general, are you functioning? Are you able to support them? Are you able to work and do your day-to-day -day tasks and not be a puddle on the floor the whole day? You know? Right. So what, so I know this was one question I, I get as well, which is that how can you tell, because again, depending on the age of the child, like how are they responding to this divorce? <laughs> what are some warning signs that things are going good or bad? What should you be looking out for? So kids are very in the moment, especially young children. Um, and so they should be able to go to school and play and have fun. And, you know, they could be sad, you know, a little bit at certain times during the day, but if they're, you know, if they're affected, like not able to be happy ever, if they're, um, grades are impacted. If they don't want to go to school, if they're regressing with like, you know, potty training or some kind of milestone that they've already met and they're regressing, um, those are warning signs. And that's then maybe you should get them some professional help like counseling. And there's um, for young children, there's play therapy for kids who are, you know, older. There's lots of good therapists who specialize in children and they they'll be able to help them. Now, what if it's the opposite side where there's not anything bad, they seem like they're just kind of going along, nothing notable. Does that child still need help or extra attention? So it's so funny because they could be fine in the beginning, you know, for a few months and then all of a sudden it could hit them or when, you know, when you're moving out, that could be the time that it, it hits them. You know, every child is different and they will 
be impacted at different points. So you always have to check in with them. And I would check in with them once a week, you know, you don't have to check in with them about the divorce. You can just, or every day, you know, say, how you doing? Anything you want to talk about um, before they go to sleep is a great time because they're kind of relaxed and you can just let them know, hey, I'm here if you want to talk about anything. But really encouraging them to talk is important. And I always tell people like a lot of times kids, when you look at them and you ask them that question face to face, that's very threatening and they're not going to talk. But if you're playing with them, if you're doing Legos or playing a video game or in the car or going to sleep, that those times are better for them to be able to express things to you. So really trying to get them to talk is important. The going to sleep one, that seems to be the most effective for my five going on six-year-old son. It's like the only time he seems to really have his guard down. So notice that that's a good one. Yeah. So what do you do? And, And I know I've had a number of divorcing women tell me this when the child blames them. So let's say for it's one of the examples you gave, which is maybe the wife initiates the divorce, the husband didn't really want it, but follows suit. And there was, and the child, it's clear to them that it was really mother that initiated it. And so there's anger there, resentment toward, toward mom. How do, how do you suggest women deal with that? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I had that. I had a lot of anger for my kids and you have to allow them to have their anger. It's really hard as you go through your divorce. And even after, you know, when you feel this anger and you feel like it, it's not fair because you obviously had your reasons for leaving the marriage and um, kids don't just don't understand it. I mean, part of it is normal growing, you know, anger, like in teenage years, kids are angry at their parents sometimes, and it may not have anything to do with divorce. You just have to deal with it. You know, you have to like not take it personally, not punish them because when you punish kids that you get into this revenge cycle. So if you punish them, they're angry, they're going to punish you, then you're angry that they just punish you and then you're going to punish them, you know? So like, that's a cycle that you can get into. And the only person who can stop that is the parent. So you really want to, as the parent, not punish, not get into that revenge cycle. And you don't allow them to speak to you disrespectfully or do something disrespectful, but you don't punish for it. You just put up a boundary. I tell people, put up your hand and say, please speak respectfully. When you speak to me respectfully, we can, can we can talk to each other and just walk away because you, anything more, you're going to set up a real negative cycle with your children. Okay. So let's say we've gotten through all that. We have both been all right ourselves um, going through the divorce. We have the people on our team helping us cope and get through it. We show a united front to our kids. We stay high level about why it's not working out. We let them know we're going to include, involve them as, you know, details emerge and we check in with them. We're looking for warning signs. We are uh, trying to catch them at good times to have conversations, to let them know we're here and we're checking in on them. So we're doing all those things. Okay. And now the divorce is final arrangements have been made. We're living separately and we are frustrated at our other half because we do not feel like they're coming through on their end of the bargain. What do you do? How, how do you function in that environment? 
and you know what do you talk about not talk about with your kids as it relates to this so it depends how they're not doing what they should be doing you know if they're not communicating with you or if they're saying something it depends if the kids are involved so if the, if they're saying something inappropriate to their children negative about you or if they're saying things that they shouldn't be saying to the children then i would it's really between the child and the other parent you can't go in there and say stop saying that to tommy because they'll be like, what are you talking about? You, you don't have anything to do with, you know, that, that won't work. Um, so you really have, have to encourage the child to have conversations with the parent and set boundaries. So like you can tell your child, if either parent says anything negative about the other, let us know that's not okay. So you're teaching them how to set boundaries with the other parent. And if if they have trouble, do it. You can encourage them and practice it and um, just let them know that that's not okay and where that what they can do. If it's more about something between the two of you, like they're not communicating with you about things, um, there's so many things that can go wrong, right? But if they if they're late to picking late to dropping off the kids or, or early to pick them, you know, like if there's like scheduling issues. You want to get somebody involved. You can get like a co-parenting counselor to work with the two of you so that you have that person kind of telling the other parent what's okay and what's not okay. Sometimes they won't agree to go. Um, so you really have to encourage the person to go and, and discuss why it would be beneficial to both of you. You can also, you can always go back to mediation. You know, you can go back to court, but I really don't re recommend going back to court. It just increases the conflict and it's, it's not good, but there's a lot you can do with someone who's not cooperative that involves you and not them. Like if they won't go back to co-parenting counseling, they won't listen to what you're saying. You know, I would email them, you know, would you please bring Sally home on time on Tuesdays because when she's late, it messes up our whole evening. And you can, you can have those communications, but if it doesn't work, then you have to decide how you're going to handle it because the only thing you can control is you, right? So you can, you can just accept the fact that there are certain things that they're going to do and choose your battles and not make a big thing about things that aren't, if they're five, 10 minutes late for when they're supposed to be dropping them off consistently, Okay, so they're gonna be five, 10 minutes late. Is that really a big deal? Not really, let it go. Um, and communication, when you communicate with them, you wanna be friendly because if you start um, cursing and like saying how awful they are, that's not gonna help your communication. So no matter what they're doing, you are friendly because that will get you farther in what your goal is, is to communicate better. So anytime you're negative towards your ex, it's gonna make the communication more difficult. So you have to kind of bite your tongue. You have to be the bigger person because it's better for you and it's gonna get you what you want. Great pieces of advice there. So we kind of started all the way from the beginning, all the way through to the end. And obviously it's an ever evolving process, but if, if you can use the right tools and have the right conversations. And to your point, you can have more control and feel better about the outcome. So um, love all the advice. Jill, is there anything in, in closing you want our listeners to know? 
Yeah, I, I guess when you're going through divorce, it's very emotional and raw. And as you complete your divorce and you get your divorce finalized and you move forward, <clears throat> maybe not right away, but usually, and not always, usually after a certain amount of time, things get better. I had a very contentious divorce. We did not get along at all. And we just went to my son's graduation from college in the end of April. And we had a wonderful time. You know, I was there with my current husband. He was there with his girlfriend and his parents. And we, we were all together for like meals and lots of like celebrations. And we get along really, really well. So getting that perspective that you, this is not going to be like this forever, that at some point things will be better and you'll be farther away from it emotionally, you'll be more healed and you can then work on having a better relationship. So that helps you kind of recognize that you're not, you don't have to respond to everything. You don't have to react when your soon to be ex does something. You can just kind of bite your tongue and say, okay, it's going to be better. It's not going to always be this way. I love that. I love closing on that. My in-laws are in a similar situation where they had a very contentious divorce, but you would never know it today. You would never know it. And they're very united around their family and their grandkids. And so when you have kids, you're going to be in each other's lives for the rest of your life. So trying to, trying to get it to a better place as soon as possible is, is definitely the end goal, I think. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jill. I uh, really appreciate this conversation and thanks for being our guest today. Thank you so much, Leah. Thank you for listening to Her Divorce Source with Leah Jones from Hightower Bethesda. Don't forget to follow the podcast to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Hightower LLC is an SEC registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA SIPC. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.